Ash Wednesday, time for us, as you've already heard, to focus on our mortality, a time for us to focus on and recognize that we have sin, a time for us in response to that to confess our sins, to repent from our sins, to recognize what Christ did on the cross, the great price that he paid, all in an effort for us to prepare ourselves to celebrate the cross and an empty grave. For some of you, I realize whether you're watching online or whether you're here in the house, I realize that for some of you, your church experience, your religious experience has existed and it's never existed without Ash Wednesday. It's never existed without Lent. For others of us, it's a new tradition. For others of us, it's maybe unfamiliar and maybe even a little scary. Our hope today is and has been that you would receive this period of time as a time to journey and to not recognize our sin and live in guilt, but to recognize our sin and to be thankful for a Savior who forgave us of that sin. Sometimes the gulf between our sin and understanding forgiveness is riddled with guilt. We can't stay there, church. We can't stay there, Christ follower. It cheapens the death of Jesus on the cross. And it's why the church traditionally has entered into a period, the 47 days before Easter, called Lent, that Matt so eloquently explained earlier. A time for us to work this out. A time for us to focus on this and to regularly go to God with those things that are keeping us far away from him. As Justin said, to remain close to him. Not based on our salvation. He did all but to regularly come back to him. And as your pastor, I want to say to you that this is what my desire for you and for me and for us as a church is for this period that we call Lent. It's for us to be on a journey of preparing ourselves and dedicating ourselves before Easter comes. If you were prepared for a long journey in a car or maybe a vacation or traveling somewhere on a business trip, you, you would pack your bags and you might fill up your car with fuel, but at some point in time, the fuel runs out. At some point in time, you're going to be hungry again. And if you have kids, they're in the back seat reminding you of how hungry they are. And you'll stop and you'll refuel. You'll stop and you'll get food. You might even have a moment in a long journey where you'll send your clothes off to the laundry. You see, so too infrequently do we think of our spiritual lives as a journey. We think of it in terms of these one-time, maybe mountaintop experiences and these moments in time which are vital and important. But what Lent does is it gives us the optional opportunity to work out the idea that our faith 
life is, in fact, a journey. My question to you today is, is, do you desire to journey with Jesus? Do you have a desire for your faith life to be vitalized, to be something that thrives, to, to walk in abundance? And if the answer to that question is yes, then I want to encourage you to take these next 47 days and view your faith life as a journey, not just a time where you one time repent and not just a time where you one time confess and not just one time when you get with God, maybe on Ash Wednesday or maybe Good Friday and then a couple other times a year, but a regular time with him. See, if we desire to have a life-giving, vibrant, and consistent relationship with the God of the universe, then we must view it that way as a lifetime journey, not just a short-term visit. And we must prepare ourselves and dedicate ourselves to that. The idea of preparation and dedication is found all throughout Scripture, and we're going to even give you a, a, a way to flesh this out. Uh, we've, um, we are going to be putting up on social media and in e-news and all over the place, through version a 40-day reading plan. It's a devotional. It's uh, been prepared by someone else, not Hilton Head Island Community Church. But it's a, it's a great opportunity for you to daily, Monday through Saturday, over the course of the next weeks in preparation for Easter, to view your spiritual life as a journey. Maybe you have in the past, but maybe it's gotten stale. Maybe you've viewed it this way before and the interruption of COVID-19, which is hard to believe we're almost at a year that we've been dealing with that, and all the turmoil of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 has caused you to be derailed in your journey with Jesus. And maybe this is an opportunity for you to restart that, to reorient yourself to God. And so we'll be providing that. It'll go starting today, every day, Monday through Saturday. It's Sunday excluded because Sunday is a time where we worship Him. But over the course of these next 47 days, you'll have 40 days, you'll be in the Word, and it'll walk you through prayers and prompts. And in 15 minutes to 30 minutes, if you wanted to take that long in your own life, you can view your faith life as a journey. That's what Lent's all about. Preparing our hearts, dedicating our minds and our bodies to the Lord. This idea of preparation is found all through Scripture. One of my favorite times that we see this is when the nation of Israel has been, um, they've been exiled and they've been cast out, they're in Babylon, and some events have led up to this point in time, and Jerusalem is in ruin, and the temple is in ruin, and the prophets Ezra and Nehemiah are called by God to do something about this. And Ezra and Nehemiah are the ones that lead the effort to rebuild Jerusalem, to bring the people back into Jerusalem, to rebuild the temple and the walls. And in both of their life, they prepared their heart for the work that God wanted them to do. Ezra, we see it in Ezra 10, uh, 7 verse 10, that Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And so Ezra prepared himself for the work that God did by focusing on the word 
of God. And part of your journey is going to be focused on the Word of God. Nehemiah, one of my favorite verses in all of the Old Testament, before he rebuilds the wall, and his, his story in the book of Nehemiah is an excellent story of leadership principles and how to lead people spiritually and, and logistically. It's amazing what God does through Nehemiah. But, but I want you to see what happens at the beginning of his journey. We've been talking about this in our staff time as a staff here recently. As soon as I heard these words talking about what was going on in Jerusalem, I sat down and I wept and I mourned for days. And it says here, I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And for a long time, I knew that Nehemiah led this great effort to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but it wasn't until just recently that I read that one word, continued. Continued. See, he was already preparing for the great things that God had for him. He was already preparing, and so he set aside a time to continue to prepare for God to do amazing things. We need to prepare for Easter in our hearts. We need to prepare in our spiritual lives to celebrate what God did on the cross and what he did by conquering death. Cynthia and I have been married for 26 years this summer. Um, but I remember in our first year of being married, there was a time when um, she, I think she went to a wedding and she left. And, and she came back a few days later. One of the things I remember about that was, number one, I didn't like her leaving at that time. And, and so she left. And I didn't like that so much. But I, I also remember as, as neat and or, as organized as I am, and she is much higher on that scale than I am. Let me just be clear about that. Uh, I, I remember that weekend that she was gone, um, I, I probably threw the towel on the bathroom floor more than I would normally do that. I probably let the dishes and pile up in the sink a little bit more than I normally would, and uh, the living room was a little bit messier than it normally is, and I remember thinking, she's going to be home in a couple hours. I have got to prepare for this place to look better than it does now. If you're a guy and you're married, you've been there. <laughs> Church, that's what we need to do. Christ follower, that's what we need to do with our lives. Is spiritually prepare to celebrate what God did. And that's what Lent is all about. Is to prepare, not logistically, not with our lives necessarily, but with our hearts. But the second thing that I want to challenge you to do, and this is the last thing, is not just to prepare your hearts for Easter, but to dedicate your lives to the Lord to dedicate your lives to the Lord. That through this 47-day journey, you might come to the realization that you might have drifted a little bit from him. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to the church at Rome, and in Romans 12, 1 through 2, he, he writes these words that are maybe familiar to you. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. He doesn't say to prepare it perfectly. 
He says to prepare yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And then he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, by testing, you may discern what the will of God, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And therein, I think what we see is Paul encouraging the church at Rome and encouraging us Christians here in this century to adjust ourselves to God when we've drifted. To adjust our bodies, to adjust our physical lives, to adjust our minds to the things that we dwell upon, the things that we do with our lives, to reorient ourselves to him if we have drifted. A ship that sails, that has some sort of power, whether it's fuel or wind or electric or whatever it may be, and has the power that works and has a rudder that is functioning, can move against a current up to a certain point and to be able to travel from one point to the other. But a vessel that has lost its power or lost its rudder is carried by the winds and the current of the day. And perhaps now, more than any other time in human history, we who call ourselves Christ followers need to recognize when we are adrift and to reorient and to adjust ourselves back to Jesus. Lent gives us that opportunity to do that. It provides an opportunity to adjust our hearts, our bodies, and our minds to God as we prepare for Easter. Often, if I say the word adjustment, people might think of attitude adjustment. I heard those words from a very early age from my father. You need an attitude adjustment. I've probably spoken those words to my kids. Don't speak up if I have kids. But maybe we all need a spiritual adjustment. Each one of us does. At some point in time in our lives, we drift. And we need that adjustment. Not with a heavy hand, but in the spirit of grace and mercy and love and forgiveness that Jesus gave us when he sacrificed himself on the cross. View Lent as that optional opportunity for you to journey back to Jesus. I want to pray a prayer of dedication over you, whether you're listening, watching at home, whether you're here in the house, wherever you are, that over these next 47 days that you and I and the people of Hilton Head Island Community Church would be committed to really looking at our lives to take in these moments to get introspective and to reorient, to readjust our spiritual lives back to him. Father, I thank you for the gift of repentance. And I thank you for the gift of confession. And in our effort to 
repent from our sins and to confess our sins, understanding that you've already forgiven them and that if we accept you as our Savior, that we are already saved regardless of what we might do in the future. God, I thank you for those gifts. But help us to move from that place of repentance and confession on this Ash Wednesday and to move to a place of thriving in our relationship with you, of spiritual vitality, of spiritual abundance in you. And Father, if we are honest with ourselves and realize that we might be adrift ever so slightly, God, may you help us to adjust our hearts and our minds and our bodies back to you over these next 40 days, 47 days. And in the strong name of Jesus, I pray that you would allow each one of us who's listening or watching or participating right now to use this moment in time on this Ash Wednesday as a springboard to launch us into this journey, to reorient and readjust ourselves to you. Father, may we prepare our hearts for Easter. May we dedicate our bodies and our minds to you with open hands and an open heart. We look forward to those days in the months and weeks ahead where we focus on the cross and celebrate the fact that you as the Messiah, the chosen one, and that you sacrificed yourself and you defeated death, prepare us for Easter this year. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.